Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this sunny and kind of cool uh, All day. morning. So we got Mercedes in the house. Good morning, Mercedes. And then we got- Good uh, morning, guys. <laughs> and we have Odie in the house. Good morning, Odie. Good morning. All right. And then um, Odie, uh, what you got for us today? Man, the girls have been at it all week. I don't like it, um, mainly because it's just like, just play the music. Like, just make music. What happened to the good old days where you did not talk shit on social media and you put all of your energy into your craft, into your music? <clears throat> uh, definitely missing that. And I don't know, like, why everybody's so upset. Frankly, I, if I had the kind of money that these rappers had, I, you couldn't pay me to get on so you couldn't pay me to manage my own social media much less spend my time addressing people that I have a problem with like it's just not happening it's just not happening I don't I don't understand it um so Nicki Minaj has definitely had her share of altercations and beefs over her like I guess she's been rapping at least 20 the past 20 years which is certainly has, impressive. Has, has, you know? has it been that long? Yeah. At, somewhere around there, um, maybe not 2002, but I think we started hearing noise from her around 2007, so like 15. I'm sure she was rapping before then, but right. as far as like her, like where she, we know she's that girl, at least 15 years, for sure. Um. I definitely remember like being in my um apartment, same same complex you live in, uh, Merce. And uh, I remember when I had that apartment, uh, 106 and Park was still a thing. And I remember her videos being on 106 and Park uh, by that time. So this was like after Monster and like she was, she was skyrocketing. She was going to the moon. This was like young money peak time. So that, that had to be at least 07. And um, uh, whatever. So Nikki's been around, fine. Um, I will say it's 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 one of those things where like I really hate how both people are acting in this situation. So I'm not Team Lotto or Team Nikki on this one. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like Nikki made some valid points. Honestly, if I had to judge it as like um like a referee i would honestly say that nikki probably made more sense in her response and i'll get to that in a little bit uh -huh. um but i i think like as far as what she was saying what points she were making they were more valid uh so lotto is you know a young rapper i don't even know where she's from but i know she came out with the I, think, I, think, I think she is from georgia okay so she's from it but not not necessarily Atlanta, but from Georgia. Okay. Um. So Lotto's been, you know, she's been rapping. I enjoyed her seven her seven 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 album. I thought that that was a cute play on her name because when she first came out, her name was actually Mulatto. So let like let's go back a little bit. Uh, Lotto. I thought Lotto was from Columbia, South Carolina or Georgia. Yeah. No, that's Columbus no. that I'm thinking of. So. We'll no, 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 I no, no, no. A lot of from from Columbia, South Carolina. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Actually, yeah. I, I had I had to look it up real quick. She was uh she was born in Columbus, Ohio. But oh, okay. um but she is I think when uh as far as her um like her rapping or origin mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia. In South, they well, they they listen to South Carolina artists on like certain stuff. So back when she before she became, you know, mainstream. So I okay, so she she moved, she was born in Columbus, moved to Atlanta in her teens. I do remember there was like a video of her um like rapping in, in the mall. You know how like the mall would make like music yeah. videos and shit? Like yeah. it was something that kind of looked like that, except it was outside. They had like scenes outside. And she was, you know, she was really young. She was adorable. Yeah. Um you and know, it sounded it, like sunshine on me, actually, but it was a different you know, I want- I wonder if she was being listed as a South Carolina rapper. Maybe it was for like a short period of time. I don't know, but I remember when she was at one point. But I thought she was from Columbia. But you never know what these artists. Most of them from Atlanta anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah, but you know how they do too. Like they they live somewhere for like two months and then it's like, oh, she's from there. They just claim the more popular city. Kind of like Jeezy? Pretty much. Yeah, he's from Um, South Carolina, but claim Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, considering how rough Lotto started, like with the name and kind of like the lash, the backlash with that, um, she went on to like make really good songs, you know? And, um, what we learned this week is that she was trying to, I mean, she's been a Nicki fan for a long time and, um, looked up to her for a long time and she had been begging Nikki for a feature. So one of the screenshots that we saw from the DM conversation between the two of them was, oh, like, you know, I want to, I want you to get on a song. Let me know if anything catches your ear. And basically Nikki's response was valid in my opinion. Her her response was like, look, if the song is popping, then I'll get on the remix because then that'll just catapult it. You know what I mean? Which you know, it'll just kind of make it pop more. It should gain its own steam on its own, get gain its own legs, and then I'll hop on it to cosign or whatever. So Lotto was like, okay, cool, valid. Things are still cordial at this point. So Big Energy starts to take off. Now, Big Energy was the remix with, um, I, apparently she wanted Nikki to be on this remix. But she ended up not being on it, and Mariah Carey ended up being on it. Now, for context, and of course, like this is fantasy. Big energy is the fantasy remix. Like that's what she was doing. Like that's the sample she used anyway. But um, apparently, like Lotto having Mariah was kind of a diss in and of itself because if you remember when we had like um, American Idol. This is like I keep forgetting that this was a period of time where this was a thing. But when American Idol was trying to find new judges, they ended up having Nicki Minaj and Mariah up there. Mm, I remember that. Remember that? Like it's like, damn, like that shit was a blink of an eye, but I forgot. Yeah, that that was a thing. And then there was like this beef between Nicki and Mariah, mainly because they're both divas and establishing their own rights i don't know what mariah's thing was but mariah has been known to absolutely be a diva and be a very shady individual so maybe nikki had met her matched with mariah i don't fucking know who cares it doesn't matter um 
Nikki claims that it was all for marketing. I've never heard Mariah say as such. Uh, <laughs> um, and I do remember like at the end of everything, there was a song that Nikki and Mariah did together. Cause I, I forgot all about that song and I just watched the video like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and Nick Cannon was out the, was at the end. It was a, it was a cute song, whatever. Um, so I don't know if Nikki allegedly felt some way about Lotto doing his remix with Mariah, but like, again, why the fuck wouldn't she? Because, you know, technically it was fantasy. It was Mariah's song. So whatever. Uh, but I'm sure Mariah knew that it would p- piss Nikki off. And so I'm sure that's why she did it. Cause she really does not work with artists that young. Uh, so anywho, fast forward to today. Uh, Nikki is beefing um, about her Grammy submission for the the Rick James song that was sampled, Super Duper Freak or whatever the fuck the name of the song is. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the, the peak of originality, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I heard the song once and I was like, Mm-mm, I won't be listening to this again. It's not for me. Again, like much success to Nikki, like much many blessings good luck like she'll be okay she'll bounce back from this but like no um i i was not liking the song so um she gets on but then she says that the song was moved from the rap category to pop which is weird if i submit a song i don't know how the grammy submissions work but my whole thing is if i submit a song then you have to honor what category it was for. And interestingly enough, like I think that's what Justin Bieber's beef was mm-hmm. too. Um, he always wanted to be considered R&B, but he would always get put in the pop category. Um, but if the artist who's making the music tells you that this is what my shit is. Whoa. Uh, it's it's like, kind of like a fine line. I guess like maybe there should be like a percentage system because I, I could see people taking advantage of that shit being on some shit like oh well, i'm gonna call it reggae you know because this reggae artist was on here or reggae tone and it should be in like caribbean section or something but really you just had that artist feature but it still was a pop song you know what i mean like real quick i, I will say this Odie, as somebody who grew up listening to the radio yeah you know we had a little box and it had an antenna and then it used to play songs like mm-hmm. back in the day but <laughs> we don't know where the music came from, but it just showed up in the box. We turned it on. It was like all the radio. <laughs> but you had a lot of artists back then, like you don't know, but they and I never liked that term, blue-eyed soul, because I always I felt that music was more, radio. <laughs> I, 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 I always felt like it was more universal, but you had artists like Tina Marie, you know, or even like Hall and Note sometimes their songs would be played by more urban stations. Right. right now, was was Hall and Oates really R and B? Not really, you know. But they did have a lot of songs that you know they had a song. They had a song called uh, "I Can't Go for That," that they used to play yeah, a lot was- on, or or one on one and stuff like that. That they would play on urban stations. So it's kind of hard to define sometimes. So I know with Justin Bieber, most of the stuff I hear from Justin Bieber to me sounds like pop music. It does. So, it does. So it, I'm I'm sorry. Like I know that's what he wants, but like. If he wants to be R&B, he should make an R&B song. Yeah, like Robin Thicke. It's, it's not like it's a foreign concept. You know what I mean? Like Robin Thicke is a prime example of that. 
we like black people accepted him as an r&b artist Mm -hmm. not that you can't transition you know but it's just like you got to be aware like just because you're working with black people doesn't make it black music period yes exactly so i don't know anywho so nikki is just like look at the end of the day like my shit is not pop i don't understand that it's cool that it is but she specifically says that if if that's the case then big energy lotto's big energy should be considered pop too because from her perspective which i don't believe she might i don't believe that she'd be wrong it's like you're setting this girl up to win you know what i mean like she has been backed uh she has been co-signed by the quote-unquote powers that be behind the scenes and they're setting her setting her up for the win because if it if it's not Nikki winning, then it might look suspicious. But my whole thing is like the Academy still has the power to vote. Like they don't have to pick, you know, they can do what they did before, which is um I always use the Kanye West and the Amy Winehouse example, you know, like the votes were split. It was like very competitive. And then somebody we never heard of, Herbie Hancock. Well, it's not that we never heard of him, but it was just like, what? Like, like we didn't know he was still making music. It was, yeah, it was just like a <laughs> blindsided situation. Like, damn, where he come from? Came out of nowhere with the win. So uh either I feel like either that would happen where some third party where it's like, damn, who's this rapper would win? Or, you know, Nikki would just take it because she's the bigger name. So this is what Nikki's saying. She, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio right quick. That's when a musician pointed out that her song was taken out of rap cap. Rapped. Super freaky girl where I only rapped on the song was removed out of rap categories at the Grammys, right? And put in pop. That's when the musician pointed out that her song was taken out of rap categories, while Lotto's Big Energy was not. Big Energy is rap, but Super Freaky Girl is pop. Now, if you say both of them are pop, I would say, okay, fine, because I'm all about being fair. Keep in mind, not only did Lotto refer to Big Energy as a pop song on Twitter, but Nikki pointed out that Big Energy and Super Freaky Girl even have the same producers before accusing the Recording Academy of moving the goalpost in order to uplift people they want to shine. The people who control things, a lot of things behind the scene, they have to elevate someone that they profit off. So they must move the goalpost for me all the time. Well, Lotto caught wind of all that and responded on Twitter, writing, quote, damn, I can't win for losing. All these awards, noms, and I can't even celebrate. And that's when things really heated up with Nikki sharing this screenshot of an alleged DM from Lotto agreeing with her. It is the real world. You're about to go head on into the real world. And while Lotto said she looked up to Nikki and didn't want to go back and forth online, the drama was just getting started with Nikki calling Lotto a Karen for agreeing with her in private, but not publicly speaking up. And Lotto accusing Nikki of shading her on social media in the past, 
even attempting to share some receipts, which Mickey's fans were quick to discredit, claiming they had nothing to do with Lotto. Well, thank you. Mickey slammed Lotto for bringing her. Okay, so some of the tweets, uh, specifically the DMs, I this is where I was like, okay, but Nikki is making valid points. Uh, what I did not like with what Lotto said, one of the tweets was basically calling her basically too old to be doing this shit, uh, going back and forth, which I get, like, there's no age limit on shenanigans. There's really not. I mean, um, I mean Neil, Neil Young is like 600 years old and he still pulled his music from Spotify over the whole Joe Rogan thing. So I agree with you. There's no age limit to that. But I think that there was a uh, a fame level to it. I mean, it's exactly. not like- Exactly, that's what I was about to say. I think yeah. when you're wealthy, you should stay off the internet with this bullshit. <laughs> you should. I do believe, like, because the way I feel, like I'd be too rich for this dumb shit. So ain't no way you about to pull me off a of vacation or away from the studio doing what I'm getting paid to do what I love to engage with you on social media. I'm just not doing it. I, I mean, I look at I look at Nicki Minaj. I'm going through her, you know, on on Wikipedia. I'm going through her certifications. Her albums don't really sell a lot compared to other quote unquote megastars right they do not and that's the funny thing about the barbs yeah. is like they will go ham on twitter yeah. but like they don't show up in the numbers it's like but, what? but but here's here's the thing though she sells a shit ton of singles so it i mean that i i love being the old man in the crew i could say stuff like back in my day singles were more promotional right i mean they used to literally just like when i used to work at the record store they literally like the the smaller singles they would give them to us to just sell for 99 cents just so that um you know we could promote the you know it was their way of promoting the records and then if you had like a remix then they put it on a maxi cd for like 6.99 if it had like a remix or unreleased songs on it but other than that they didn't make money off of singles now you know, with the streams, they, they're making a lot of money off the singles. So a lot of these newer rappers are like that. Like Kodak Black will barely go gold, but then he'll have like three or four singles that'll go multi-platinum. So if you look at Nicki Minaj on her albums, you know, Pink Friday, uh, 2 million, uh, Roman Reloaded barely, well, it's double platinum. But I don't know why, because it's barely scraped 900. But then again, I have to remember about the streaming versus the uh, physical copies you know but so you know you figure triple platinum double platinum double platinum last album queen was platinum right but i'm not going to go over it but i mean if you look at her singles and the certifications it's nothing but platinum like that's that horrible super bass song is a diamond single so for those who don't know diamond is 10 million copies uh platinum six times platinum uh eight times platinum you know double platinum you know, triple platinum. She sells a shit ton of singles, not only as a lead artist, but also as a featured artist, you know? So she has, so she doesn't have to want for anything. So in my, in my old man opinion, who gives two squirts of piss, whether the song is a pop song or a rap song, so long as you win, or at least even get nominated. I don't, and then, and my other thing is real quick, her, her dragging a lot. I know she needed an example. Mm -hmm. but why call other people out who have nothing to do with it? It's not like Lotto, she's 23 years old and she's a, she's considered to be a new artist. Do you think she has enough pull to go to the Grammy people? Hey, hey, 
Nicki Minaj is in the same category with me. So put her in pop so I have a better chance of winning. That's that's ridiculous in my eyes. And Nicki is the one who's really like the industry sniper behind the scenes. I, I follow the Iron Sheik, uh, old wrestler. He's like 80 years old. And he basically, he's just, all he does all day is just tell people to go fuck themselves in all caps. And he'll, he'll have a tweet like, against all odds, go fuck yourself. That's his tweets all day. He, to this day, he still hates Hulk Hogan, right? He had yeah. a picture of him putting Hulk Hogan in the camel clutch. And he's like, and he, in all caps, everything he does is all caps. Like, watch me break blonde jabroni's back. Iron Sheik is 80 years old. He hasn't wrestled in like 40 years, but he still hates Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan was always a backroom politician, you know? And Nicki Minaj to me is the same way. So for her to accuse other people of being backroom politicians is, is ludicrous to me because you're, to me, is just more uh, not deflection. I forget projection. But she, <clears throat> okay, and that very well may be true. But this is where a lot of had me fucked up. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, again, she had the proof that Lotto supported her in private, but did not do so publicly. So it's like, you're telling me one thing, but then you're vocal verbalizing something else. That's for one. For two, the other thing about it was uh, Lotto, of course, went to insulting Nikki's age. So that that's where we were going with the whole, like, you're, you're not too old for shenanigans, but... Mm-hmm. Like you're you're calling this lady old and washed up, but like at the end of the day, she's Nicki Minaj. Like she still has a very uh, active now I, career. Now, question, Od. I the didn't read. Years. I didn't read the tweets, but did she insinuate that she was washed up, or just that she was old? Because I saw the hashtag, the forty year old bully thing floating around, but I don't think that. I mean. It would be, I mean, if a lot of that's, the, that's the insinuation when you start attacking someone's age, it's like you're too old for this, like you're too old to be relevant. You're like that's that's how I interpret it. I could be wrong, but I don't I don't feel like that's a stretch, you know. It's like but you're, I mean, you're old, you're washed up, you're you're the queen, like you're just mad because other girls are shining. She did she did say some other stuff about um uh about like this new wave of girls who are you know, having their careers and stuff like that. And for a long time, you were it, and now you're not. She did say that. She okay. did say that. Okay. So, so, like, that's the implication here as a whole. Yeah. Like, you're saying that Nikki, because of Nikki's age, she's not worthy of being at the forefront anymore. That's weird. I don't like that shit. Number two, like, you know, just hope that you have as long a career as Nikki did or does. Excuse me. Or 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 to be able to sell as, as you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure Nikki Minaj. I mean, as much as I, I don't want to say despise. That's way you know. Yeah, that's, don't care for her. Over, whatever. Over dramatic, but she probably needs to buy a house just to put all those golden platinum plaques in, like a house just for that, and it would be wallpaper sure. with golden platinum plaques. So I mean, and she's still relevant. You know, yeah, and here's here's my thing Especially at an international scale. And, and my thing is, I mean, and I guess this is just me being a, a crotchety old man. You could sell as many records as you want. If I don't like you as an artist, you could sell all the records in the world, just so long as I don't have to listen to them. <laughs> so that's my thing. So if Nikki is still relevant and, and selling, you know, multi platinum singles. Please go for it. Make your money, you know. But my whole thing with, with, with Lotto is that you could be, I've done this before on a, on a personal level where you're in the right, or at least not, maybe not in the right, but 
you could be some truth to what she's saying, yes, but yeah, but but I think I think she just went overboard with the whole insinuating that she's washed up thing. That's that that's a bridge too far because that's obviously not the case. I mean, she's she's saying that the reason that Nikki is is riled up is because of her age and she's just mad because the new wave is outshining her that is what she is saying and so that's why i'm like no lotto you're wrong about that i I don't think that's i don't think that's i mean as much as i don't like nikki i don't think that's true i mean you figure nikki she had a kid recently right which is probably why she hasn't yeah i think there's like maybe two years old we still don't know that baby's name yeah. And, 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 and that's fine i mean you know i i would rather people keep that sort of thing I, I agree i like i like her approach we call him papa bear and that's just what it is yeah. like he's so cute though but yeah yeah i i, I mean because when, i mean like especially the whole thing with ti lately i mean grand his kids like what is this kid like 18 19 years old that's a little yeah. different but we don't need to get the kids involved i don't need to know your kid's name really <laughs> so that's perfectly fine but i mean I guess because of the age difference between Nikki and Mulatto. Well, I'm, I'm, or Lotto. I keep saying Mulatto. I'm sorry. I know. See? Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad she dropped that. Yeah. Cause Mulatto, she's, uh, I hated that. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, she's, I think 23, I think. And Nikki's like 39. So, you know, they always talk about that whole age difference. I mean, Eminem. Well, you're old when, enough when to he, be my mother. Yeah. When he was ragging on Benzino, right. He was, he was, he also cracked on Benzino's age because he was older. Now he's the same age as Benzino was right. <laughs> during that thing. You know, heaven, you know, God willing, we're all going to get older. Right. You know, and then you have to remember how you treated people then so it doesn't come back on you now, you know. But I mean, I, I think that Lotto just went too far, but Nikki shouldn't have. I mean, I know oh, Nikki needed she, an she example. She to go but, further. I have, I have more examples of where she fucked up at. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is where Nikki defended herself very well, I think. And that's why I say, like, as far as if, if I had to referee the situation, Nikki would have won. Like, if this was a debate, mm-hmm. Nikki's points were more valid. Like, it just was. Because mm-hmm. Lotto wasn't talking, like, she wasn't saying the right things. Like, you you fo- focus on the music, fam. Focus on the music and what Nikki is doing wrong. Like, make those points valid. But, like, attacking her age, not valid. Um, and then the other thing that she mentioned um was that her father or her husband is a sex offender which we know that to be true yeah I, w- I wouldn't be convicted that, that no always comes up back. when somebody wants to attack nikki that always comes up but what was which, the point in bringing that up that's not even really like a below the belt hit anymore yeah it's not it, it, it's, it's, it's a not. documented fact but also but also nikki's response to that this is where the referee comes out where i'm like point given to Nikki because her response to it was well you wasn't worried about that when you was DMing me for a feature so why all of a sudden do you give a fuck about being a sexual assault advocate now you didn't care about that before she doesn't try to deny it she doesn't say anything like try to defend her husband she just says but you didn't give a fuck about that when you was getting a feature like it's when I declined your request that we end up here so yeah, no, I don't fuck with you at this point, and it is what it is. I, I, it's a weird case of Nikki starting something and then being able to finish it because the other person didn't didn't throw the right punches, didn't say the right things because she had no yeah, reason to really bring Lotto into this in the That's first true. place because that is her true. beef wasn't with Lotto, it was with the academy, not with Lotto. But Lotto came out and she just, you know. You know, she was in the right. And instead of just, you know, you know what? Be like Beyonce. 
you know hello i say this i say this at least once a week (laughs) just 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 you know what like water off the duck's back as as us old folks say just let it go let nikki rage out and then just keep on making your music you just won a bunch of bt awards you know the grammys are coming up i don't know if the nominations come out next next month Yeah, just just let it go and keep concentrating on making your music just and let collect it. your things and go, man. Like that's that's my whole thing. I, if I was, I was just thinking about this yesterday. I was like, if I was Beyonce, I don't think I would. I don't think I would congratulate Nikki for things anymore. You know? Yeah. Until she learns how to like stop responding to everything, I don't think I would do that. Like I don't. I wouldn't want to be associated with her. Like yeah. it's, it's negative. It, it's kind of like being Kevin Durant. Like. You're like, dude, you're a two-time NBA champion, multiple-time All-Star. I, I want to say at least at least once you won an MVP, right? Like, why are you on Twitter responding to randos? Like, dude, you're, you're a, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it because I don't like Kevin Durant, but he is a God-tier basketball player. Why are you responding to people who probably don't even pay to see you play? Let those people say what they want to right you're you're when it comes to basketball you're above all that like i thought that beyonce handled that thing with um what's her name Khalees perfectly by mm-hmm. not responding you know the dude that when um when the game came out and was trying to diss uh eminem with that 15 minute diss track that amounted to like four minutes of rapping and 11 minutes of skits yep. you know what eminem was just like whatever you know and just let it go like sometimes you reach that level where you can let it go, you know? And I know Alana was not at that level, but at that point, she should have realized, or someone should in her camp should have told her, hey, this is not really about you. So just let Nikki say what she wants and just keep on moving forward. But nah, she she stepped in it and now she's got doo-doo all over her shoes for, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I hate to, I, well, I'm, I don't, I don't hate to agree with you, Odie. I'm just saying on this, like having to give Nikki props on this, like, ugh. <laughs> it, 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 make, it gives me diarrhea. But you know what? Nikki gets the points on this one because yeah. you know she, uh, Lotto went too far and then went too wide. You know, trying to bring her husband into it, and mm, yeah, she, uh, she definitely fucked up on that one. Yeah, I, I, I can't back her play against Nikki. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's how i see it so uh since we're on kind of on the topic we're talking about grammy nominations i did want to transition into um bruno mars's position or excuse me not bruno mars uh silk sonic. silk sonic thank you i was um, about to say i was about to call him smoking out the window and i was like i'm mad at i'm mad at them but but go ahead yeah. Okay, so Silk Sonic is the duo comprised of Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, and they—it's like they—I don't—I feel like Cocaine was involved when this group was formed, and they <laughs> had a studio session where they were like, "Man, that's man. If I could live in any time period, I'd live in the seventies." And then they <laughs> decided to start dressing like they were from the seventies and yeah, making I music like it was from the seventies. I see Anderson Pack's hair. It look, he Anderson Pack's hair looked just like Larry Fishburne's hair when he was in What's Love Got to Do with It when he was Ike Turner, and I was like, "Yo, what? Like, where where did he find a hot comb to yeah, make yeah. his hair like that? Jesus!" So that's that's what it's giving me. Um, <clears throat> and 
I've liked a couple of songs. I never liked Smoking Out the Window, though. Um, one of my favorite podcasters, Crystal from The Read, she described it. She described the problem perfectly like as far as like what she had with the song like what the objections were because I liked a, a couple of their other songs but Smoking Out the Window did really well <clears throat> but I never liked that song and it's mainly because on the I think it's like the bridge but Bruno Mars says <clears throat> this bitch got me paying on rent. I like I don't care what kind of song it is if you're trying to woo me do not call me a bitch like it, <laughs> it fucks my mind up like when I hear like I, there's just certain places I expect to hear the word bitch like and it's not in an R&B song it just right. I can't my brain can't reconcile it and so it automatically turned me off and I was like I'm not listening to this song I'm not I can't um but they've been pretty successful and uh we were talking about how granny submissions work a little bit earlier and apparently they proactively did not submit their music for consideration uh, yet they were still, they still ended up being nominated and they withdrew their submission. What was the category? Do you, do you know? I don't remember what the category was. Was it like the song that's, I don't think it was best album, but whatever it was, they, they withdrew their nomination. I don't know if it was best group or, which I think group should be more than two people, but whatever. Um, or, you know, I don't know what their submission was, but. Uh, I know Bruno Mars took it back. And in his statement, I don't recall seeing a reason why, but it was stand to reason to me, like whether this is some sort of protest or not, uh, and people are boycotting the Grammys, um, I do believe that's how you should do it. But it's just weird that the Grammys would still have people submit or still consider people shit who didn't submit, period. Yeah. Now I, I will say this: it, it may have been the fact that the rate that the uh, the record label may have submitted it. So according to Variety, mm-hmm. I, I was reading this on Variety, and they said that the record label can submit, but if the record label submits, the artist has to write this to withdraw that submission. Uh, okay, okay, then that that must have been what happened. So that so that's probably what happened here. Now, this is just the writer of this article speculating. We don't know if this is the reason. I want to make that 100% clear before I read this. But this is from Variety. It's possible that Mars, a longtime Grammy favorite, may be responding to criticism. The recording, uh, to criticism, uh, the Recording Academy received in 2018 when his 24K Magic album and related singles won all six categories it was nominated for including the top three awards, album, song, and record of the year, beating out entries from the two biggest hip-hop artists in the world, Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar. That year, Jay was nominated for eight awards and shockingly won one. Um, I'm sorry, shockingly won none. Lamar won five, but all in the hip-hop or video categories. Jay's shutout in particular led to a fierce backlash against the Grammys, and then later that year, Lamar's Damn album went on to win a Pulitzer Prize. Wow. It said it's also possible that Mars was cutting off a similar backlash before it could begin, with both Lamar and Beyonce, not to mention Adele. As frontrunners for the 2023 nominations, it could be argued that Mars' and Silk Sonic's decision is a very smart career move. I disagree with that. 
here's the thing. If you make a popular album and it wins a bunch of categories, then so be it, you know, uh, go for it. You know, if, if the if the label nominated it, but if you're withdrawing it because of you're afraid of backlash, then why even make music in the first place? And I know I'm being dramatic here, but I mean for the fans. What you mean? Yeah. But if it not for recognition, but like for the fans. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it for the fans. And then the fans are the one. I mean, I know the fans don't get, I don't know if the fans get to vote in the Grammys. It's not like the all-star game where it's like half the fans, half the coaches. But I mean, if you make a popular record and your fans are, are pushing for you, don't cheat the fans by just, you know, not submitting it. Submit it. Let it, I mean, put it like this. You think Adele needs more Grammys as much as I like Adele? You know, you think she needs more Grammys? You think Beyonce or Kendrick need more Grammys? I mean, you the article, he won five Grammys that year. So why? Are we, so what are we even talking about here? But people are just so afraid of backlash. But most of the backlash is just a few people acting up that gets magnified. We talked about that last week, the whole thing with um, Hellraiser and Velma. You know, it's a few nutbags who get mad and then some small article reprints it and then it ends up on Fox News somehow. And then it feels like a bigger deal than it really is. Now, with the Grammys, maybe it was a lot more of a backlash. Who knows? And then you got people like Drake who were being oversensitive, just like his stupid fucking music, who's out there like, well, I'm not submitting anything because I didn't win. Man, ah, fuck you, Drake, you cocksucker. Like you, you, you rich and famous bastard. <laughs> like you really need more stuff. But I mean, here's the thing though. If that's the reason why, then I don't agree at all. If you're, I mean, because like like you said, they well, didn't say why. But and this is just Variety's uh, guess as to why. But if that's the reason, I 100% don't agree. I look. If I was Beyonce, I probably wouldn't submit any Grammy submissions either. I don't know if Renaissance was submitted or not. Um, but my whole thing is, like, she's never won Album of the Year. Really? She's never won Album. That's the one that has eluded her. And so I remember, I think, I can't remember which, was it on 444? But I know uh, Jay has been said, fuck the Grammys. Like, but his reasons are definitely because, like, rappers you know how long rappers took to get recognized um and I all mean, that but i'm sure that I mean, some of that has to do with his wife you know and beyonce i think the awards do matter to her i think she has like a very clear vision for her career and i don't doubt at some point she probably you know i think her goal was to even go for like try to get egot status but um but as much as we love Beyonce, she cannot fucking act. So the only way, but <laughs> she could get it, she could still get an Oscar if she just does music for movies, like, you know, which she she did between Lion King and uh, the Serena movie, King Richard. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, that, that could still technically get her an Oscar, you know? So it'd be the Tony where she could get that. And her sister wrote for a ballet recently. So I feel like with her getting... um with her making connections in that world, in the Broadway world and theater world, that's not a stretch for her to get a Tony. As long as she doesn't act, 
it's possible. She would just have to submit music. Um, but I do believe that that's still a goal for hers, for her. Um, but it's the, as far as Grammys goes, like, yes, yeah, she's won a ton of Grammys, but that album of the year where you're saying your body of work is the best, like, she 100% wants that. I believe that. But I think she just kind of gave up because there is some shit that's going on behind the scenes and we don't know nothing about. And for whatever reason, the Academy will not give it to her. They will not. I, I will say one thing about Jay-Z that, you know, I know, you know, I mean, Jay-Z won, uh, he won a Grammy this year for a song he did with Kanye West, uh, Jail, I think it's called. He won, you know, he has over 20 Grammys. So it's not like he's not, it's not like he's Susan Lucci, where it's like, you know, I've been acting for 400 years and I didn't get a, I didn't get an Emmy award. You know what I mean? And then I, I think she finally won one, like, I don't know, after she died. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. But she did finally win a, an Emmy award. But, you know, she even had a commercial about that, which she was joking about, like, what do I have to do to win an Emmy award? You know, because they recognize her as being a good actress every year and she never wins that Emmy Award. You know, she's a soap actor, a soap opera actress. Um, but I, I counted it up. And here's the thing. That's, once again, like I said about Nicki Minaj, Jay-Z probably has a house because a shed is not going to hold all the awards that he's won. He needs to buy an entire house just to hold all of his awards. So we're not just talking about Grammy Awards. We're talking about BET Awards. We're talking about he even won an Emmy Award for that friggin' halftime show. He the the D the D A and D the D and A D Awards. I don't even know what the hell that means. But he won he won four of those. He has a he's one of the most decorated. I would even say most decorated hip hop artists. Just decorated artist, right? So. I guess Jay-Z would be a bad example of that. But, you know, for people like, you know, I, I don't know. Now, with Beyonce, I know I'm not trying to throw dirt on Beyonce, especially not to you. I don't want to get beat up. Even wait, over, wait. I, I don't want to get I don't want to get forced choked over the air. <laughs> but, you know, if if you're making an album to try and get that album of the year, I say go for it. If that's your goal, you know, there. I, I guess because I grew up in a time where hip hop artists, I don't know about R&B artists. I mean, R&B is a whole different animal, but like where hip hop artists were basically just rhyming to be the best. And if you made money, that was a different thing. But you were talking about a time where they still had eight track cassettes, you know, and reel the reels. It's not like now where you have so many avenues to make money and so many avenues to promote yourself. So now it's a different thing. Cats are rapping for the money, but you know what? That's fine because you should be paid for your talents, you know? So if your goal is to get that award, that's one thing, but not submitting an album, just because, submit the album, you know, Beyonce, you know, maybe you'll get it, maybe you don't, but it's not, I mean, Beyonce's young. She still has decades left to, to make records, you know? And she's not going away anytime soon. You know, it's not like she's faltering. I mean, the whole thing with, um, what was the name of the album? Renaissance. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a huge deal. You know, her fans were literally like, you know what her fans look like? It looked like um, Dawn of the Dead 
where they're at the mall and they're all like piled up against the door. That's what it was like, but just more digital. <laughs> I, 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 I listen to that album probably once a week at this point, mm-hmm. and I have to listen to it from start to finish. So it's not like the kind of album where you can just listen to one song because of the transitions, the way the transitions are set up, you're sucked in for the next like hour and change. And you just have to listen to it through and through. I love that album. It's a great album. <laughs> we were just talking about that in the pre-show about how like it's, I guess because of the whole streaming thing, it's hard to just listen to an album. For me, yeah. I can't speak for anybody else, but yeah. for me, like the last album I listened to from start to finish was uh, No Fear of Time from uh, Blackstar. Cause I got it on, I had to get, I had to get a Luminary account to listen to it. But that's the last album I listened to from start to finish, you know? No shuffle. Like I can't do the shuffle no, either. Like no, I will no not shuffle. put it on the shuffle. It has to be A to Z. That's it. But I used to listen to albums like it's, I mean, but then again, that's back when I was, you know, everything was on vinyl. Everything was on cassette. You couldn't just, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, on vinyl, you could lift up the needle and go to another song. But, you know, but why would I do that? Just listen. Oh, they, like, I never figured that out with vinyl, like how to move the song. You actually, you you literally need to lift up the needle. I know you have to lift the needle, but like, how but, do you but, know but, to drop it? But the thing is, if you look at the, if you look at the record, there is like, in between every song, it's like a lighter groove. Now, here's the thing, though. In this day and age, it's more like um, in older records, right? In older, you know, the way it's set up, there's a space in between the songs. So you would see that groove where it's like, okay, it's lighter here. That's okay. a space in between the song. You know Nowadays, it. everything is just all mashed together. So Ooh, yeah. so you wouldn't really be able to, like, like, like when we listen to, um, like I listen to uh, Energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Beyonce, you know, because the whole, and yeah, it was, it, it ended up on my playlist for a little bit. I took it off. I was like, okay, I heard this song like eight times. Okay, that's enough of this song. <laughs> but, but if I remember correctly, that song just goes, it just bleeds right into the next song. It does. So there's no, so if you, if you look on vinyl now, you probably won't see that space in the middle. See, that's what I'm records, saying. Like, it, yeah, but it's it's fine. I got I have the CD. I did buy the album for a girlfriend of mine. She has a record player. Uh, so that was like a birthday gift from our group of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know how she navigates that, but I hundred percent. I still listen to it. I stream it. Um, I did buy one of the pose boxes with the CD in it, but I've never opened it. Mm. I have no intention of opening it because I'm curious to see like. I feel like it'll have a good resale value, especially because of the drama that surrounded the album with people coming at her um, between Wright Said Fred, uh, Khalees, and somebody else. Somebody else recently came at her too, trying to say they didn't get paid for, they didn't get paid for their work and their design work or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So I was like... You you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... uh... God, what was I going to say? I had it on the, on the tip of my tongue. But another example was uh, the Borat movie, right? When it, when the when the first Borat movie, when it came out, how they had all these extras in the movie, right? And I don't know if they got paid for their work, or, you know, like. but then the movie went on to gross like $100 million. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, hey, where's my cut? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, oh, you know what? There was a reggae artist. It was back in the 90s. 
and uh, he was given an interview on the radio, right? And they asked him about all these reggae artists who cover these famous songs. Like, do they ever get sued? And he says, yes and no. He says the labels know about it. So mm-hmm. some reggae artists in Jamaica sample, I mean, uh, covers uh, Tony Braxton's Breathe Again, right? They make a reggae version of it. Right. That record may push 50, 60, maybe 70,000 vinyl singles. We're talking the 90s here. Like 70,000 vinyl singles, most of them going to DJs. You know, it may end up on some bootleg reggae compilation, but it's not generating enough money to justify, like, whatever they also, would get too, back a lot the of artists. the Those compilation albums are also known as mixtapes, and yes. a mixtape game is different anyway. So, like, as long mm-hmm. as it's on a mixtape, you're fine. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I mean, but but some labels will actually put out like an actual CD, like from a label of mm-hmm. just all these reggae songs, you know, uh, like, um, you know, like greatest reggae songs of, of that year or what have you, and they'll put out on an actual CD from a label. So I know what you're talking about, like the mixtapes, like DJ Crew would make mixtapes, you know, right. and then they'd sell them on Jamaica Avenue for like $10. But, um, but you figure someone like Beyonce is just money. And everybody will figure as well, I want to get my cut. Even if they use like two seconds of your song, they want their cut, you know? So you figure Beyonce has people stacked on top of people, stacked on top of people who handle these things. Yeah, I, that lady crosses her teeth and dots all of her eyes. So no. Just like the whole thing with, with, with Khalees. I'm like, you think that wasn't already handled before they did that? And Beyonce's response, well, you know what? Just change the song. And, and the only reason, uh, to your point earlier about handling, being like Beyonce handling things behind the scene, the only thing, the only reason I think um, she took that off is because it upset a Black woman. So notice, like, we never heard from Beyonce when it came to the Khalees situation. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's important to her to not argue with black women. And so she di- she didn't like whether she believes Khalees was wrong or not, it, it doesn't matter. She never responded to Khalees. I don't know if it was because because Khalees is a black woman or if it was because she was the first to like the first of several after. And so she kind of ignored the first, but it was like, now wait a damn minute and put her hand up for the rest after that. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm either way, I, I appreciate what that woman does. She really ain't on no type of bullshit time. And she yeah. that's that's probably why she doesn't do interviews anymore. I saw like a throwback clip and I definitely chuckled and I said, This is probably why she don't do interviews no more. But she was talking with this guy from the UK and um And she was like, he was like, um, yeah, I'm gonna teach you some British slang. And I forgot what the fuck he said, but I, I had a hard time understanding him too. And <laughs> she was trying to like emulate what he was saying in his accent. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, what? What did you say? And she was like, I don't know. What did you say? And he was like, um, well, teach me some Houston slang. And then she said, like, uh, back, she said back down, but or back it up but you know how like southern people like you don't say you don't say back is back you say bike like bike down like bike down yeah anyway so um she said she said to turn back and he was like why are you saying it like that and she was like 
I don't know why you say bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's why that lady don't do interviews no more because she ain't about to be out here offending people. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people just you know they just tell like it is, and you know some people don't like that. You know, yeah. I, I will say this: as I, I don't know why I'm not really into Beyonce's music like I should be. You know. Well, it's pop. It's not for everybody. It's fine. My my husband, well, he only knows the Renaissance album. Like, he knows the songs because I listen to it all the time. Mm -hmm. But is he listening to it actively? No. No, he's not. I was going to say, as somebody who owns a bunch of Destiny's Child albums, and then I had to remember, oh, I got them for free. I didn't buy them. (laughs) I used to work at a record store. We used to get free CDs all the time. And that's one reason why I have all those Destiny's Child albums. I still have them, too. But it's because I got them for free. (laughs) <laughs> so that's why but and then one quick thing before we change subjects here i know we jumped off of the whole lotto thing but mm-hmm. there was something that came up with lotto and kodak black where i didn't even know he was still making music i know donald trump released him from prison and kodak black and it, and it kind of runs along the same lines of well maybe not but and and the reason why i couldn't find a whole thing before is because i i didn't realize that the BET Awards and then the BET Hip Hop Awards are two different things. So yeah, yeah. So when I found the the BET Hip Hop Awards, then I was like, then I found what I was looking for. The whole thing with Lotto. So Kodak Black is mad, right? And then he even insulted Lotto online. He called it because you know it, 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 it's like an eight year old thing, you know, not eight years old, but I mean like like something that an eight year old would do. Like, you know, her, you know, her rap name is Lotto. And then she, um, he put it down as like Latte and then calls her Frappuccino, which is kind of dumb, but it's Kodak Black. So it wasn't. Well, I mean, you know, interestingly enough, though, uh, Kodak Black had recently been um, accused of ripping from saucy santana i saw that but i didn't get a chance to read it i heard it uh it do sound the same uh as far as like the cadence and stuff goes and (laughs) and also there was like another like bitch stole my look kind of outfit when he but the outfit was ridiculous it basically imagine like a character like big bird or not even big bird but uh was that not Teletubbies, but Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba okay. Gabba. And uh, you know how they had like, there was like a green and blue monster on Yo Gabba Gabba? Right. It looked like that, except it was like a short set. It was like a coat, a jacket, and a and a pair of shorts with that ridiculously fuzzy pattern and the stripes about as wide. And I think it was like orange and orange. But yeah. They both were wearing this terribly ugly jump uh short set. But <laughs> they put them side by side. So of course it just looks even more ridiculous. But it was funny because it's like, are are they lovers? Like, are they like what's going on here? Like, why why is he sampling his music? I I I you know, and um I'm looking at this BET thing and, and I, I'm so old. You know, I well, I feel old when I when I look at this stuff because 
Lotto won Song of the Year from the BET Awards, and she beat out six other people. She beat out Jack Harlow, Cardi B, Hit Kid, and Glorilla, who I've never heard. I know I know who Hit Kid is, but I don't know who Glorilla is. Glorilla is the rapper. She came up singing a that fuck nigga free song FNF. It was like a it was a pretty big. Oh, well, well, FNF is a song that was nominated. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, Kodak That's Black, uh, Future. Featuring Drake and Thames, Wait For You, and then Drake featuring Future and Young Thug, that Way Too Sexy song, right? Oh, and then Cardi B and Ye and Lil Durk. You know, I'm not going to call Kanye Ye anymore, Ye or whatever the fuck. Fuck Kanye, cocksucker. But that actually came up in my memories, and I just just added a comment. Uh, to kind of bump the status and basically i said wow this this post age worse and worse every year um <laughs> it was like <laughs> three years ago i said uh remember when kanye when everybody called kanye a genius or a signing designer and basically i was just like has enough time passed to say like those people were wrong like he was not <laughs> a genius for signing designer he was not um, and he's oh. still not a genius. Like every year, he does something more and more problematic. <laughs> so, designer is he? The, is he the one that did that song, Panda? Yeah, he's Panda. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That song was kind of catchy. It was catchy, but that was it. It was a one trick pony. Yeah, it is a catchy song. I'm not gonna lie, but everything else designer does, uh, I could live with. Well, the Timmy Turner song, too, that was kind of like a little beat or whatever. That was a little bop, too. But that's it. Sorry, those those two songs. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything else. But he has made music since. That much I do recall. But Lotto won Song of the Year for Big Energy, and Kodak Black was really pissed about it and went after her on Twitter, calling her Frappuccino, and then going after the woman who runs the BET Awards, and I was like, you know what, you know what, Kodak, just boycott it. Just don't submit no songs next year. Just, you know what? It, it's it's basically the most Donald Trump shit I've ever seen in my life. Because, you know, Donald Trump, I mean, he's, I don't know if he's really Republican or if he just kissed Donald Trump's ass to get a pardon out of jail. One of the two. But what, but but basically, oh, I didn't win. So it's a conspiracy against me. Y'all can spot because that's what he's saying in his in his uh, his tweets that they're conspiring against him so he doesn't get song of the year or the fucking BET awards. First of all, who's still watching BET? That's that and they uh now here's the thing. The programming may have gotten a lot better in the last 10, 15 years, but I remember years ago the onion had a um a joke about I don't know if it was the Onion, maybe even been in Babylon B. I don't know, but they joked about how derogatory some of BET's programming was, and they were like, they said uh, they had they joked they said Ku Klux Klan buys BET doesn't change any of the programming because <laughs> they didn't have to because it's doing their job for them. Now, granted, the programming has probably changed a lot in the last ten to fifteen years. I don't know if the same people run it. I don't know if it's still part of. Uh, who, who, who used to own BET before? They were part of a big corporation, I, I believe. Viacom. Viacom, yeah. So I don't know if they're still part of Viacom or not. But but I mean, if you're selling records, who gives a rat's ass if you, if you get Song of the Year on the BET Awards? You know what I mean? And, but for coming from somebody like Kodak, it's like, dude, you're, you're lucky to be here as far as I'm concerned, you know? 
because your music, I listen to that Super Gremlin song. It's not any different from anything he's put out in the last, I don't know, five, six years. So there is no growth in his music. I'll even give someone like 21 Savage a little bit of credit. There is some growth in his music, you know, and, and I think that's why he's still relevant to me. You know, why someone like Savage can still come out and, and cut a record and people be interested in it. He's lucky to be here. So you're I mean, I don't know if Lotto responded to Kodak Black or not, but I'm like, does it matter? I mean, that's like that's like a Donald Trump way to go. I didn't win. So it's conspiracy. Oh, a much better song than mine won. So it must be a conspiracy. Because big energy, I mean, I listen to that Super Gremlin song and I'm and I'm trying to be impartial, but it's a much better song than than Kodak Black song. Now I didn't I haven't listened to any other songs that are on this list. I think I've heard uh that way too sexy song from Drake. Uh but here's the thing. I know Jack Hall is a good rapper, so I'm not gonna, you know. I think most of the songs on this list are probably better than Super Gremlin. And I have I never heard FNF, so I can't I can't quote on that. But Let's I mean, no. Okay, let me see. Have you heard that? Um, I keep saying "Let's go" because it's in the song, or so I'm not trying to cut you off. Um, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> but uh, okay, remember like a couple of weeks back where they were talking about the abortion song, and the girl was like, "I got murder on my mind" or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm B A whatever. I forgot what she was spelling, but she was like, "I got." I'm I'm baby free. That song is to the tune of "Fuck Nigga Free." Just just so you know. Okay. Okay. So, but I mean, I mean, what do you think about the Kodak Black thing? Because I, am I being too harsh on Kodak? But I mean, the whole fact. I mean, if he was mad because he didn't win, that's fine. I saw old dirty bastard. Who For was- me, as I think I was more annoyed just because, like, he was just like. He brought up the fact like it's great to support the women, but like this ain't it. Yes. So then what the fuck? Like, what is yeah. the support look like? Then what are you talking about? So like you they can do everything, but they can't win. Like, what the fuck? Like, why'd you even bring that part up? For like, like you're definitely salty because the women won. That's it. it. It's definitely a Trump thing. I mean, I I saw old dirty bastard rush the stage. And he had this, he had this burgundy suit on looking like a porter from like 1945. And, you know, it was a nice suit, but the burgundy didn't look good on him. I I thought, but, you know, oh, he, I remember that. I remember that when he had on like, he had on like a scarf. Yeah, scarf, exactly. Yeah. You know, looking like a 1970s lounge singer. And he was basically just like, I remember he said, uh, you know, Puffy's okay, but Wu-Tang is for the children because it was mad because Puffy and them won an award over Wu-Tang. Yeah. And he, and he literally just rushed to stay, or Kanye West, you know, trying to defend Beyonce over uh, Taylor Swift, you know. And I was just like, yeah, that's the thing that people get mad about. They feel like they should have won and, you know, sometimes they get a bit public, but Kodak, as always, misses the point. And then he was talking about conspiracies and you know, that's definitely a Republican thing. Yeah. You know, whereas if you don't win, it's not because you suck. It's just because, and then you're lucky to be there. It's the fact that, oh, um, it's a conspiracy against me. Let me ask you a question. What is to be gained by holding Kodak Black back? If Kodak Black never made another record again, is the world going to stop turning? 
Is the economy going to crash? Is Florida going to sink into the ocean? No, life will go on without you, Kodak. You're never going to have a street named after you. Well, maybe after Florida sinks into the into the ocean, they'll have like a, you know, whatever patch of land is left, they'll just call it like Kodak Black Seaway or some shit like that. But I mean, you're lucky to be where you are because A, your music is not really good and B, you're just a piece of shit, you know? So just the fact that you're nominated should be a good comeback. Mm. Put it like this. You have Louis C.K. after, you know, his whole sexual creepiness. He ended up winning a, a, he put out another comedy album and won a Grammy. So, well, yeah. You know what Issa Rae says? She uh, recently went on record and just saying, like, the whole Ezra Miller situation is a microcosm of what's wrong with Hollywood. It's basically, yeah, like, you need yeah. to watch it out um, and let niggas forget about the terrible thing you did and don't apologize for it and it'll be fine uh it makes me think about joe budden recently uh he's been very quiet and i had to i had to remember you know and basically with all these distractions of like the rappers beefing online mm-hmm. um i couldn't even remember what he said but i knew it was something definitely problematic like uh basically he had he had said that he had stealth in the past and um for those that don't know what stealthing is, it's basically when a man removes a condom and you don't know it, uh, he pretends to put it on or whatever, or leads you to believe that he has put it on and is still on, and then purposely removes it <clears throat> without your knowledge or consent. Yeah. And so that is 100% sexual assault. That is not okay. Um, so yeah, he's been very quiet, but I don't think he's canceled. He'll be back. He just needs to lay low long enough for people to forget yeah and and that's what i mean here's the thing you are allowed redemption but you also have to atone for what you did that's why i i i hate the whole thing like with michael vick right michael vick you know the whole thing with the dog fighting ring he he paid his debt to society he went broke there was a point in time like you know once he started quarterbacking again he owed all these people money and he could have just easily just filed bankruptcy and been done with it. He's like, no, you know what? I'm going to pay them back. And he paid them all back, you know. But as far as I'm concerned, Michael Vick is exonerated. He paid his, he paid his dues. He went, to, he went to jail for years, you know. He lost all his money, lost all his endorsements. You know, as far as I'm concerned, we're square. But every time people bring up Michael Vick, they always are, oh, well, he, he killed his dogs. But they don't say shit about Dr. Oz in his experimentations where he killed over 300 dogs, including puppies. They're just like, well, you know, it was for science. (laughs) So people's outrage only goes so far with me. And my whole thing with Kodak Black is, and maybe I'm looking at it from a different different lens, he's lucky to be nominated for a BET award after the rough few years that he's had, you know, he's, he's uh, had a video of him like grabbing his mom's ass while he was dancing with her, which was just creepy on so many levels. You're lucky people still listening to you. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't win an award who gives a rat's ass, take the L and just get on the L train as a uh, chisel to dance would say, and then just step like, why are you making noise about it? You know, it's it's the most Republican thing I've ever heard of in my life. So 
Uh, we'll see how these uh, submissions continue to work. See if there's ever a change. Probably not, just because people hate change. But whatever, we'll see. Regardless of the reasons for the boycott, like I, I feel like you have a right to not participate. There was a clip that I saw recently um, with Eminem. Uh, and basically what Eminem was saying was like, you nominate us and gas us up as though we have a real shot of winning, but you want us to show up. Because with the artists there, that's like, that is a part of the show. You know, like nobody right. would watch the Grammys if the artists weren't there. So you get us to come to these award shows and then you don't even, like, we don't even win. Like, we're, he's like, look, if I lost to Kanye West, and he did name names, he's like, if I lost to Kanye West, like, I would be like, oh, shit, like, you know, I, I respect him as a musician. You know, like, I get it. But, like, you got me losing to these people, like, like that just came out. Like, he was like, ain't no way. He's like, so that's why Eminem does not do award shows anymore. He just won't do it. Yeah. And I, 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 can, I can get, I mean, don't they have categories for newer artists? I mean, unless you're somebody who came out with, with something groundbreaking, like, like Adele, you know, like her first album. I don't know if she won any Grammys for her first album. And, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was, I don't, I feel like it was 21 when she started getting the Grammys, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I, I definitely get it, you know. Because I mean, if you're, I mean, especially if you're an established artist like Eminem, you know, or even, or even like, I, I'll put it like this, but before we move on, the whole thing with Macklemore winning, uh, I don't know if it was, I don't remember what award he won over Kendrick Lamar, but it was for Kendrick Lamar's like Good Kid Mad City versus Macklemore's The Heist. Now, granted, The Heist was an extremely popular album. It was, but not better than Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, like it's where so, the fuck is Macklemore? Yeah, <laughs> that's that was that's what I, I looked that up today because I was like, yo, I mean, Macklemore is probably shopping at the thrift shop now because I mean, don't get me wrong, Macklemore is um, as far as I remember, he wasn't on a major label. As far as I remember, he was independent, so any money he made is his. So he's probably not hurting for for money. But as far as being able to put out a record and have people buy it now, everybody has the whole thing about what I call the, the sparkle and fade. And for some people, the fade comes quickly. You know, you're you're you, you get lucky in this game as well. You know, and Macklemore just came out at the right time. So, you know, he I, I think he tried to give the award to Kendrick Lamar because of all the backlash. And Kendrick was like, what? Don't I don't even bother. Yeah, I guess in Kendrick's mind, he was like, I'm going to be in the Library of Congress. I'm going to be I'm going to win Pulitzer <laughs> Prizes Pulitzer and, Prize, you are, yeah. and, and you're going to be a footnote in history. So just keep I mean, he didn't say all that. Um, that's just me. That's what I would say if I was Kendrick, knowing what I know now, of course, like, you know, just keep the award, dude. You you earned it. And then I, and then I will I will go on to do fantastic things and make soundtracks for movies. And then you will just be that dude who won that award that year. <laughs> So, but I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of funny how these things go. But, but before I go on, Odie, did you have anything else? I did not. And then, real quick, a couple of things, real quick. One of my friends, she is a uh, well, she was a teacher 
for many years. And now she works in the private sector, but she's still involved with politics, right? So this is just real quick, a, um, a Facebook post that she made, right? And one other thing, her husband is a cop in Raleigh, and she had put up a post, you know, giving condolences to the, uh, the cops who got shot in that shooting the other day. You know, there was a shooting in, in, uh, in Raleigh and um, where a, a, a gunman killed his brother and then went on a shooting spree and killed a bunch more people. And that's in Headingham, uh, which is a pretty big community full of townhomes and home, like single family homes. Yeah. I, every, it's such a big community that you always know somebody who has either lived over there or currently lives over there. Yeah. Um, I happen to know my line sister currently lives over there. And I dated a dude who lived over there. Old friend of mine uh, used to live over there. I think they still kept it as a rental property mm-hmm. for their townhome. So, yeah, you just it's just a big community. I definitely looked at homes over there when I was shopping for my home. So you, you, you just know of the community. It's yeah. not too far from here, off of New Bern Avenue. Yeah. And then, um, but, uh, you know, People were marking themselves safe because, you know, we, you know, we live in that area. We live in, you know, between Cary and Raleigh and and Durham, you know, we live in that area. So people were marking themselves safe and it was kind of, it was, it was kind of messed up. But she had a, um, a, a quick thing about campaign signs, right? And this is what she said. She said, now that I'm managing a campaign, I have a more nuanced view of campaign signs. If you see a candidate, with a million campaign signs out, it's a sign that they are overcompensating for something. They're either lacking a robust volunteer base, time to campaign, but they have a lot of money, okay? Because signs are very expensive and just one person can put out a lot of signs. So the person with the most money, but little time to campaign and few volunteers is not likely the person you want holding office. So watch the sign balance carefully, right? I will say one thing, I can agree with that, but at the same time, those signs are effective because here's the thing, I take politics seriously, maybe a little bit too seriously, but over the last 10 years, I have taken local politics very seriously. So uh, what I'm gonna do is more than likely, probably not today, because I actually have some place to be later on today and I got, um, yeah, my apartment's a disaster. I'm trying to get some cleaning done. I'm not even going to watch any horror movies on my marathon today, just because. But what I'm probably going to do is uh, we're less than a month away from the election, so that which means that the ballots will be ready. So I'm going to I'm going to download a copy, a PDF copy of the ballots, and I'm going to go over all my local politicians, and I'm going to see who I'm going to vote for. So that's why I always get my little cheat sheet, you know, and then I just go in and just you know vote for everybody who I need to vote for, you know, and just be done with it. Because you really want to pay attention to your local politics because those are the people who directly affect you, you know, for the city, the town that you live in, the stuff that they say affects you quicker than all this national stuff. Now, the national stuff is horribly important, but so is, but everything's important when it comes to politics. So I would just suggest if you have a relative that you're trying to get to vote, you know, download a copy of that PDF form. If you got an elderly aunt or uncle or your grandparents, you know, download a copy of that PDF form if they can't do it themselves. And go over it with them. I used to endorse some um, League of Women Voters website, but their site has become kind of weird lately. So I would just yeah. say ball- uh, Ballotpedia. 
right? And then B-A-L-L-O-T. Is it O-P-D-I-A? Hold on. Let me let me check real quick. I, I apologize. Ballotpedia. Yes, I think so, it's ballot after T-P-D. Yes. So B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. I thought there was an, another O in there, but no. And then they are, they're an excellent resource when it comes to looking up nonpartisan stuff on politicians. And that's, that's the key to it. You want, you want a nonpartisan view of this so you can make the best decisions. You know, you don't want everybody's bullshit clouding your decisions. So uh, I would just say, check that out. One other, uh, another quick point. I saw, uh, now let me, I'll, I'll say this, Odie. I'm just gonna come right and say it. I hate Facebook. I think their website is bullshit. And I think that if there was another better site, I'd be on that. But I stay on Facebook because I love you guys. Right. I have all my Facebook friends, all my friends from high school and college, you know, all my neighbors and coworkers and stuff like that in one place. But as far as the functionality of the site, I mean, I, I always call out Zuckerberg for one reason. He knows how to code. So he should be in there instead of making his dumbass metaverse, he should be making the site better. Like I've banked with Bank of America for 20 years and mostly online and their site is, has been infinitely better in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? It's, it's an easy to use website, right? Compared to other websites. I, I make, you know, I, I can make transfer payments. I do all that stuff in a blink of an eye, right? You would think that a social media and even, even Twitter, recently released a, uh, a feature where you could put like multiple media things in one tweet. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out. But Facebook sucks dog dick as far as their functionality goes. All, just like Amazon, all their menu stuff is in a different place every time you load it up. So I'm just like, all right, well, I, I want to find this article I saved. It was here last time. Now I got to click on this button to do it. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Facebook? You guys suck. Okay, for a for a billion dollar company, you guys suck. But I saw and this may be a nitpicking thing. Oh, did you ever get something that shows up on your Facebook feed that you don't want to see? Yeah, I um, actually saw, saw like a reel or something from C. Owens. I don't even want to say her name, but uh, basically she came up. I purposely went out of my way to hide and walk page and show me less of this like i wanted to make sure i didn't see anything else like that yeah and, and my thing is I, this. I couldn't believe it like i don't even know what the fuck she was talking about it doesn't even matter yeah I, I get like here's the thing when i'm on youtube right i'll use youtube as an example Let's say now I know Jimmy Dore stuff would come up because I used to be a fan of Jimmy Dore. And then after 2016, Jimmy Dore just took a sharp right and started following the money. You know, he became a right winger who still thinks that he's a, 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 a leftist, you know. So I could go into Jimmy Dore's channel and I could block his channel and say, I don't want to see anything else from Jimmy Dore's channel. Right. And then it's done. I don't see it anymore. Right. Or so I see some uh, some goofy ass nonsense and I could just go into that channel and just say, I don't want to see this anymore. Now, the only time I ever have a hassle is with major news networks. Like if I try to say that for MSNBC or CNN, it does find its way back. But for everything else, it's pretty much once I say I don't want to see this anymore, it's gone. I don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have a feature like that on Facebook. 
it's either see more of this or see less of this. And the thing is, you know, you don't want to do things in a broad blanket term. I just don't want this thing to show. So basically, if like because I didn't block Kanye, yeah, I, I agree. Like, so if I didn't block Kanye's page and he reposts her video, mm-hmm. I don't want to see her anymore. Yeah, I agree. Right. So I, I there was a uh, a meme that came up on my feed, right? And they always suggest things based on what you've done before, and they were um. It was uh, people who eat kale, right? And they said, uh, I'm trying to remember what, what it said, but they were like, um, how versatile kale is because it could fit in any trash can. <laughs> and it's also biodegradable. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. But then it was from a, a post called Patriot Point, a group called Patriot Point. And I'm like, look, anything that says Patriot in the title or has like an American flag as your logo I automatically think you're a racist and I don't want to see anything else from you. Now, here's the thing. I could have reported the post, but there was nothing to report. There was nothing offensive in the post. I mean, unless you eat kale, right? But other than that, there was nothing racist or sexist or anything in the post. So there was nothing for me to report, right? But it didn't give me the option to say, I don't want to see anything else from Patriot, from Patriot Point because I don't believe in what they have to talk about. I, I don't have the option to get rid of them, right? Now, granted, I went on to a couple more uh, people who normally post, and it's the same thing. But to me, and this is just me being conspiratorial, it's kind of their trick to let these things feed into your page without giving you the option to just say, I don't like this person and what they have to say, block them forever. And I think we used to have that option for groups and stuff like that. I mean, if there's a person you don't want, you could definitely block a person. That's still a thing. But as far as some of these uh, these groups that come through, right? I, I wanna say that we had the option to block them and now we don't have that anymore. So it's either you have to report something specific that they did and if they didn't do anything, then you just look like an asshole or you gotta just, you know, they'll show up in your feed again. And I know that uh, Zuckerberg is a right winger which is why even though I'm on Facebook, it brings a smile to my face every time he loses a billion dollars on um, doing Meta. Here's the thing about Meta real quick before I move on. You're spending billions of dollars to create something that nobody wants or needs because you think that because you have money that this is what people want. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. So if somebody was trying to invent a way to cure cancer without chemotherapy, right? And they and they lost $30 billion doing it. I'd be like, damn, won't somebody help this person out because they're trying to build something that could benefit people. My mother had to go through chemotherapy. I know people who, a friend of mine, you know, every time she posts a picture of her daughters, it puts a smile on my face because she's a breast cancer survivor. You know, my sister, not so long, I mean, she's still alive, but she had to have a double mastectomy, you know? suffering from breast cancer. So she's just waiting to, you know, have the reconstructive surgery. So it's, you know, if somebody was making something like that and and I found out they lost money doing it, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, what, you know, where's all the big money donors to help this person out to make this thing happen that would help millions of people. Nobody gives a fuck about the metaverse. Nobody gives a rat's ass about that. So when I find out you lose $30 billion building the metaverse, who get, who cares? 
Maybe if you spent a fraction of that on your bullshit website, then maybe I'd, I'd care a little more, you know? Because unfortunately, I'm kind of stuck on Facebook because now there's this concept where I could communicate with all my family and friends in the blink of an eye because I'm not really a phone call type of person, <laughs> you know? So it's such a great concept that's gone to seed and then you're spending all this money on bullshit. And then on top of that, I got to get shit from Patriot Point and I can't even fucking get rid of them. So once again, as I say almost every week, Mark Zuckerberg, you could eat a dick, cock-sucking piece of shit. You haven't gotten past that, have you? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cuss out Mark Zuckerberg at least once a day before I have my... before I. I have my breakfast, you know, but before we, you know, before we sign off today, I wanted to talk about real quick about Stacey Abrams and Raphael Warnock. Did you watch any of that debate between Raphael Warnock and uh, Herschel Walker? <laughs> I caught what the internet caught. I caught the details on the shade room, basically. Um, thoroughly entertained by that bullshit. Um, Specifically, the part, it was a clip where he held up his quote-unquote prop that was a, like a Party City badge. Yes. Um, and then somebody tweeted, I think, because we talked about this a little bit, not even really last week, but Thursday, um, where they just care about winning. Uh, so one of his Republican colleagues basically said something like wow he's doing great he's doing a great job <laughs> i don't even know who it was i know it was a woman but yeah just ignoring everything that was wrong with that situation there's a guy who i follow on uh tiktok called thomas the villain and he was talking about an article that he read where the reason why conservatives love herschel walker is because he is basically every black stereotype rolled into one right so he's athletic you know he's illiterate you know he's he's violent you know all this other stuff you know all this you know he's he's unintelligent he's just all the black stereotypes rolled up into one person and that's and that's why he loved him so much that badge he held up looked like a badge that a a cop like a stripper cop would have like when he's trying to arrest somebody who's trying to stuff dollar bills in his G-string. Like that's basically, you know, Herschel Walker in a nutshell. And then, the, and then the moderator had to talk to Herschel like a little kid. Now, Herschel, we talked about this. We talked about using props. Please put that away, Herschel. Like, like, it, like it was her kid. You know, that's how dumb Herschel Walker is. And the worst part is Herschel Walker is going to win. Okay. Uh, Stacey Abrams is going to lose her election, right? Stacey Abrams was out there pleading the young voters to go vote. Trust me, Stacey, they want you to be governor, but the whole thing is, is that uh, nothing, nothing's really changed for Georgia, right? Now, I know this is maybe a little bit of a rehash from last week, but I think the tragedy of it is, is that Stacey Abrams would be a good governor for Georgia, not a good governor compared to uh, uh, compared to the current governor, right? A good governor overall, 
right? Doesn't matter who she's against, she would be a good governor for Georgia, right? And she has put in a tremendous amount of work. When she lost last time because, uh, oh, what who the hell's the current governor of Georgia? I should have wrote his name down. Um, Abbott? No, no, no. Abbott is uh, Texas. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, too. Brian Kemp, that's his name. You know, if, if we remember from the, from the last election, Brian Kemp was the attorney yeah. general of Georgia, right? He should have recused himself as being uh, the governor, uh, I mean, you know, of being the... Um, you know, uh, was he? Oh, I, I forgot. He's Secretary of State. Sorry, I, I just said that. He was Secretary of State. So basically, he beat Stacey Abrams last time just because he literally uh, purged hundreds of thousands of, of votes. Of, I'm um, not saying not votes, hundreds of thousands of uh, people from the voter rolls. Registration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them didn't know that they had been purged until they got to the polling place. And then they found out that they'd been purged. So Stacey Abrams went on a tear and she got a whole bunch of people registered to vote. So the tragedy of Stacey Abrams is that she's going to lose through no fault of her own. She did everything right. She did everything she was supposed to do. And she's still going to lose. Raphael Warnock is actually, I mean, if you look at his record, he, I mean, for the short time he's been a, now the reason why he's already up for re-election is because he got in on a, um, uh, a special election. So when you win a special election, you serve for the time that's left and then you have to, then you have to campaign again. So Raphael Warnock got in on a special election. So that's why he's, or because of Senate, because for a Senator, it's uh, six years, right? So that's why he's only up, you know, in, in, in two, I mean, because he won in 2020. So that's why he's already up in 2022. The, uh, his, uh, his other counterpart is not up for another four years, right? So Warnock is going to lose, not because, for two reasons. Number one, all the Republicans are pouring all their money into Herschel Walker, right? Because, you know, they love a good, you know, stereotype mashup to be their guy, Right. Second of all, there is really no support from Democratic leadership. No, they're not really they're not really backing Warnock. Right. Same thing with John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. You figure John Fetterman, he recently suffered a stroke. Right. So he does have some uh, cognitive impairment. Right. Well, maybe not cognitive is not the right word. You know, I probably should have gotten the uh, the full thing here, and I apologize about that. But the main thing is, he's expected to make a full recovery, right? So, you know, he has to use closed captioning for some things. But other than that, he's going to make a full recovery. Now, who did the biggest hit piece on John Fetterman? MSNBC. The same people who went out of their way to tank Bernie Sanders, the same people who are going out there to tank John Fetterman. Because John Fetterman is a progressive. And they would rather lose a seat. Talk about Democratic leadership. They'd rather lose a seat than have a progressive become a senator. That's crazy. 
They did the same, Doba Nancy Pelosi did the same hit job on Nina Turner, did the same hit job on Jessica Cisneros out in Texas. Uh, Democratic leadership needs to go and we can't wait for these people to die. They need to be voted out, but people are so fearful of the Republicans as they should be that whatever horrible Democrat gets in there, they're going to vote for them. But, you know, we really got to do something about this because we're going to get to the point, like, like we talked about last week, where people are just going to check out and they're either going to vote Republican or they're just not going to vote at all. And then they're going to lay the blame at their feet. But the, but the blame really lies with Democratic leadership. But a lot of my it's liberal like friends- It's in a terrible relationship. It's like, you want to tell people, you shouldn't break up with me. Well, what are you doing to keep me around? Like what? Yeah. Like, why should I continue to stay abused, not getting what I need out of this relationship? It's not working anymore. Yeah. I want to break up with you. Well, if you, <laughs> then you try to threaten me with, oh, well, you know, the dating pool is really terrible. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you yeah. don't have to, I mean, you're not going to find anything better than me. Well, I'm willing to take my chances. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not. I'm, I'm taking my chances with you and still not getting what I need. So I think I'll take my chances with the other guy. Maybe. I, I, I love how these... And, and not do it at all. Yeah. I love how these misogynist troglodytes are always like, well, you know, our relationships lasted so much better in the 50s, people never got divorced. Yeah, because where was a woman going to go? In the 50s, a woman couldn't get a bank account in her name. She can't get a credit card in her name. So... Which means she probably couldn't get in her own, her own place. So unless she was rich already. So where exactly was she going to go? Do you think your grandma stayed with your granddad because he was suave or because she had no place left to go? What was she going to do? Woo back in with her folks? You know what I mean? Like people don't, they don't really, I, I don't understand how these people operate. When they pine for the old days. Yeah, they pine for the old days because people weren't woke back then. They say woke like it's a bad thing, you know? And the problem is, is that for the Democratic Party is that people are becoming more woke into how they operate, talking about the leadership. Now, it looks bad on people like a Jamal Bowman or an AOC or uh, Ilhan Omar who really want to help people, right? Ilhan Omar almost lost her primary to a corporate Democrat because the corporate Democrats uh, tried to paint Ilhan Omar as uh, anti-Semitic because she doesn't support the Israeli government's apartheid of the Palestinian people. And the, the Jewish, uh, like AIPAC, poured a whole ton of money into her opponent. She almost lost her primary. You know, the whole point of primarying somebody is if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So if Ilhan Omar is doing her job and then some, so because she's for the people, but Democratic leadership want people who are for the corporations. That's why they backed um, Henry Cuellar over Jessica Cisneros, even though Henry Cuellar was being investigated for corruption. That's why they backed her. That's why they backed um, Chant uh, Chantel Brown over Nina Turner twice. Because even though Chantel Brown is being investigated for corruption, because that's their people. The more corrupt you are, the more they want you. Talk about democratic leadership. Controlled. Yeah. Nancy, you think that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer give a rat's ass about you? 
Chuck Schumer is worth $70 million. Nancy Pelosi is worth over $100 million. Nancy Pelosi's freezer and, and, and refrigerator costs more than a fucking Ford Focus. And it's stuffed with $9 pints of ice cream. That was her big thing when she tried to connect with, with the, you know, with, with the, uh, with the, uh, the poor people to show that, you know, uh, oh, well, what are poor people like ice cream? I like ice cream. Yeah. Let me show off my, my amazing refrigerator freezer combo. And she opens it up and one of them was like filled with like gourmet ice cream. It's like $8 a pint, you know, and people torched her for that. Cause they were like, look, you're not, you know, policy doesn't care. But because the Democratic, because the um, the corporate Democrats control things, you know, in their party, they're never going to go away, and they groom people to take over when they're gone. Pelosi was supposed to retire, and she didn't retire. They said that Nancy Pelosi's and her husband's stock portfolio outperforms the S and P five hundred every year for the last few years. How is that even possible? Insider trading. That's how it's possible. The reason why Nancy Pelosi didn't bring up a bill that would stop uh, Congress people from inside, from not just from insider trading, but from trading stocks altogether is because that's how she made her money. So she didn't even bring it up for a vote. And now Fox News is using that against her to bash the Democratic Party. So when the Democrats lose the House and the Senate, for all my liberal friends, all liberals everywhere, all you corporate douchebags, I don't want to hear shit from you. Not, not one word. Shut your fucking faces in advance when the Democrats lose the House and the Senate. And like I said, if they, if they manage to hold on to the Senate, or even if they hold on to the House and Senate, you can call me at one o'clock in the morning to cuss me out and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll take your call. That'd be fine. You know, because if I'm wrong, I'll just say I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Because the corporate Democrats are doing what they always do. They will cut off their nose to spite their face. And they're doing it again. That hit piece they did on Fetterman was totally unnecessary. He's going to make a full recovery. Here's the thing, real quick. I looked up a, um, there was actually a spreadsheet on this of uh, Congress people with disabilities, right? So we're talking uh, amputees, spinal cord injuries. I did not know that Ayanna Presley, when she cut her hair bald, I thought it was just because for a fashion thing. She has alopecia. Didn't know that. Who, who is that? Uh, Ayanna Presley. She's uh, out of Massachusetts. So she's she's part of the squad, along with AOC. Um, okay, gotcha. Ilhan gotcha. Omar and them. So when she went, uh, you know, when she cut her hair bald, I thought it was just for you know just for the look. I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good on her. But no, she has alopecia. Uh, some of them, you know, the list that they have was like, you know, diabetes, you know, depression. But there was one, uh, Anthony Brown out of Maryland. Uh, he uh, he suffered a stroke as well, and he's still serving. Right, uh, on the state level, there are um, a few people. You know, one of them. Uh, there's a couple of uh, of state legislate uh, state representatives who have autism. They still serve. So you know Fetterman's going to make a full recovery, but you got to but you got to uh, MSNBC is, and that's why when people say like, oh, MSNBC is like all for the Democrats, 
yeah, maybe for Democratic leadership, but not for the Democrats. We don't have our own news station like, 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 the, like the Republicans do with Fox News. We don't have that. You know, we're, we're, we're on our own. So, but before we wrap up, there was one piece of good news I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Two things, really. Uh, and one I'm going to find out today for sure. But I did see an article that says that, you know, for the $10,000 for Joe Biden's, uh, his little, uh, his, his crumbs for the student loan thing, I think you can start applying for it today. Yeah. So I don't understand why they keep saying beta testing. Like, like what's being beta tested about it? I don't understand. Like, and, and, and beta, that, but I think beta testing, like I work in tech. So I'm like, that's not a beta tester. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, Joe, just give us the fucking money. You yeah, just give us the fucking money. Yeah, it, it's it's not that hard. You know, like I mentioned last week, the whole thing. Well, with- I don't feel like people shouldn't even have to apply. Like, you know exactly who the fuck got what loan. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to set a budget for it. Right. right. Exactly. What the fuck are you even talking about? Like it's, like, it's like the whole point of doing taxes. You know, when you do taxes, don't people get upset like. And say, oh, well, I did my you know, I had to do my taxes or whatever. And then uh, if you don't do them right, then the, the IRS comes. But like, bitch, you had every one of my W-2s. What do you mean? It's not just that they have your W-2s. All the information that they need to do your taxes, they already have it. Everything. Now, here's the thing. If you like own your own business, right? Then right. I would, and that's different. Yeah. Then I would just say, yeah, you may want to pay somebody to do your taxes. But if you're just an ordinary schmo, even if you're a homeowner, or, you know, have cars or kids or dependents and stuff like that. You shouldn't have to pay to do your taxes or because they should already have all that information. Only thing you should be submitting to the IRS is what they don't have. So in other words, if you if there was something like, all right, well, maybe you uh, you donated a charity. Like, let's say you donated $10,000 to charity. I'm just making up a number here. Right. And they don't have that. You could just submit that and then they could just alter your taxes. In other countries, they don't, they do it that way. Only reason why we do it this way is because all the lobbies for H&R Block and TurboTax and stuff like that, they lobby politicians to make things as complicated as possible. So we got to spend $100 a year to do taxes for information that they already have. You know? So when, when we talk, when we say that America's a shithole, and people are like, well, if you don't like it, you could leave. What if I could at this point? You think I want to retire in this fucking hellhole? In this dystopian future? You think I want to retire here? No. I'd rather retire in Canada. I know it's cold as shit out there. And I know there's still plenty of racism in Canada. But here's the thing. If the cops whoop my ass, at least I won't go broken medical bills. At least it'll be paid for. You know? These fucking people, man, I tell you. But... I wanted to try to end on something. I didn't want to end cussing people out. There was one good thing that came out today, right? Uh, for uh, for the elderly, there's going to be a Social Security cost of living uh, adjustment starting in January. It's going up 8.7%, which is one of the biggest increases. Now, granted, this is going to be a cost of living increase for uh, Social Security, Basically, just for, um, you know, because of all the inflation, right? And that's actually a really good thing. 
You know, for the average person, it could be in up to uh, between 150, like, a, you know, I think they said between 130 and an extra 150 a month, depending on how many on how much your benefits are. And that may not seem like a lot, but I mean, anything, I mean, you figure last year, the increase is like 5.2%. So to go from that to another 8.7% is huge, right? And they just announced this, uh, what's today, 16th? They announced this on um, Friday. So at least one good thing happened this week, you know. Now, I don't know if this has something directly to do with Biden. I don't think this actually went through Congress because you know how Congress is. So if this was like uh, something that went through, I don't know about executive order, but basically, however, went through the fact that it's going to go through starting in January is a good thing. And we got to, you know, we always got to give credit where credit is due. Because if anybody is feeling the effects of this of this inflation, it's the elderly. Because what are you going to do when you, what are you going to do when you're 81 years old? You're going to go you to go get a part time job at the boutique. Exactly. You're going to get a part time job at uh at Shake Shack. Fuck out of here. You shouldn't have to do that. You worked all your life. You deserve to live with dignity. That was the whole point of Social Security in the first place. When first when Social Security first happened, it lifted millions millions of seniors out of poverty you know, and continues to do so. But first thing Republicans want to do is cut social security for our most vulnerable people. <laughs> so, you know, and here's the thing. I know I always talk about how, how about how shitty the Democrats are, but this would never have happened under Republican administration. Not today, maybe, maybe in Reagan's day, as much as Reagan destroyed America, especially from the grave, this may have happened under Reagan, you know, don't quote me on that. Maybe under Bush Senior, but now today's Republicans, no, they would have cut Social Security benefits. So, you know, as much as we, you know, as much as we need to get these corporate Democrats out of there, we still got to think logically when we go to the polls. You know, but this would never have happened under Republican under Republican rule. They they would have just been like, well, you should you should have picked a different occupation fifty years ago. So it's your fault that you can't afford anything other than cat food to eat. So shouldn't have had that Starbucks once a week. Basically, though, though those frappuccinos are expensive, Grandma, and that's why you can't afford your medication. <laughs> so, uh, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Hmm. Uh, get money. Yeah. I, 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 and, and for me, like I said, I mean, I guess I already said it today during the show, but, you know, research your candidates, you know, look, look at who you're voting for. Like, like, like my friend mentioned, don't just look at signs on the street and vote that way. Look up your people, especially judges. Oh my God, for the love of Jesus, definitely your judges, because you may need to stand in front of them one day, you know, and then you want to be able to say, Oh, Judge Brackett, I voted for you. <laughs> Is that going to help you? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But it's a good conversation starter as they take you to jail. <laughs> so, but um, thank you guys for listening. You could uh, catch us anywhere where you can get podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, um, other places, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um. So uh, you guys stay safe and have a great day. All right.
Absolutely. Bye, guys.